Welcome everyone to Tamriel Health Adventures, a show bringing you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, of course, Eric Osulior, and today, Merchant Friend and I are a welcome to our forest in Cyrodiil. How are you doing today, Merchant? This one is doing quite well, thank you for asking. Alright, so if you have never played Oblivion, then this will be some new information for you. So, in Skyrim and Morrowind, there were a lot, there's, there's such history with that, with the Dwemer. So, when you walk around just outside in Morrowind or uh, Skyrim, chances are you're going to come across a Dwemer ruin. Well, today we are walking around and, wait a minute, is that? Yeah, yeah, there we go. There's an Aeliad ruin. So, Aeliads were the original, quote-unquote, inhabitants of Cyrodiil. Merchant, have you ever gone through an Aeliad ruin? This one does not go near Aeliad ruins. Too many undead for this one's liking. However, I come across Welkin stones and Varla stones in my travels quite a bit. Yeah, so... We're going to get into this, but the Dwemer were really big with their, you know, mechanical skill, if you will. Well, the Aeliads were more profound in magic. So that is, as I, as you probably put together, we're going to be talking about the Aeliads today. So let's... Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, my my merchant friend doesn't want to go through the Aeliad Ruin, but I've gone through a few in my time, and they're quite beautiful. Um, so, but <laughs> I guess uh, he doesn't want to go through it. I should mention that my merchant friend and I have just decided to travel together permanently, so he needs a mercenary to watch his back, and... He'll keep me stocked with supplies. So let's let's get into the news and gameplay. What do you say? Sounds good to this one. All right, guys. So let's get into the news. So there's been a couple of things going on. Um, the first, I guess, wouldn't really be Elder Scrolls related. I do talk about Bethesda stuff, not just Elder Scrolls. I mentioned Doom. I mentioned Wolfenstein. I mentioned Fallout. So Fallout 76 is starting their season, their first season. And this isn't like weather season. This is more like play season. It's not going to be like Fortnite where you have to pay for a season pass or anything. You just play. So you play and you do different daily events and stuff like that. And you'll gain um, points. And then you can use them toward atoms. You can use them toward... Or maybe not atoms, but you get certain prizes when you do enough in-game activities. And then they can just be as menial as crafting an armor or weapon. But you do enough of these, you'll get prizes. So, sounds fun. Keeps you playing. So, I, I enjoy Fallout 76. 
So as you may have heard in the last episode, um, the next thing is the next two things are in ESO. So right now there is a you know PVP event going on called Midyear Mayhem, and it's to it takes place in July, and it's to celebrate the victory of Pelinal Whitestrake against the Aliens in a pivotal conflict known as Pelinal's Midyear Massacre. So, yeah, as I mentioned, it's a PvP event in Cyrodiil. And if you don't know who Pelinal Whitestrike is, he is the... If you see... <clears throat> excuse me. If you look at the box of the Game of the Year edition of Oblivion, where it talks about the Knights of the Nine, the knight armor and weapon that they give you, the, the person that they're showing is Pelinal Whitestrike. He was an... A soldier in Alessia's army from way back in, I want to say, the first era. So he's the one who had the original victory against Umaril, who is an alien. So, uh, yeah, so you're celebrating one of his victories in his military career. So you can receive, by doing the Midyear Mayhem events, you can receive the Scroll of Pelinal's Ferocity, easy for me to say. And that's a reusable item which doubles alliance points for two hours. And another, uh, there's another prize called the Pelinal Midyear Boon Box, where you have a chance to get transmute crystals, PvP consumables, Alliance motif chapters, Akaviri style items, prismatic runestones, regents, and songs of Pelinal book furnishings. So go to the news page on the Elder Scrolls website. You can get more information. Um, you can also go to the Gladiators quarters throughout Tamriel in ESO. So yeah, that, that should be fun. If you are a big PvP player, I don't really play PvP all that much. I do sometimes, but not very much. I don't go into Cyrodiil very much, unfortunately. Uh, I tried going into the the uh, Imperial City, and it didn't end. That's something that you need to group up for. But uh, yeah, should be fun for those of you who enjoy it. Um, the next thing is pretty small. It's you know, has to do with the login rewards for ESO. So if you log in enough day, enough days in July, you can get a non-combat pet, a specific non-combat pet. It is a Sigic mascot cinch cub. And I've seen pictures of it. It looks pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't help you in combat. Obviously it's a non-combat pet, but still, you know, it's a pretty cool looking tiger-like cub so um yeah as far as gameplay i've been playing elder scrolls online i played a little bit on stream um i've been playing on pc more of the graymore chapter and pretty cool um doing some antiquities that's been fun just going around digging it and acting like an archaeologist um been streaming quite a bit been streaming some oblivion um I don't think I've really done any Marwin. I might do some Marwin today. 
later on. Um, I've been streaming some other non Elder Scrolls stuff. I've been streaming quite a bit of Fallout 76. Uh, I've been streaming Terraria, uh, given something different to do. That's <laughs> if, if you watch the first time I played uh, Terraria on stream, I was getting pretty pissed because I was trying to figure out how to go. It's been a long time since I really played Terraria, but I was trying to build a house and it wasn't really working. And I kept getting massacred by zombies at night and I was, you know, I was getting pretty frustrated, but I finally got it. Got to figure it out. Um, I had started a large world, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go with something a little bit smaller. So I now have a small world also. But I was able to craft some upgraded weapons and stuff. So it's been fun. But yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, probably the thing I streamed the most the past week was fallout 76 <clears throat> but if you do watch me while i'm playing fallout or elder scrolls particularly i drop little orbits here and there so i'll uh, mention what my twitch stream is later on i did have a mixer but <laughs> for those of you who don't know mixer is going away mixer had some issues, so they were bought out by Facebook, and it's transitioning into Facebook Facebook gaming. So I'm glad I didn't really get into Mixer that much. I guess I tried. I did stream on Mixer once. I streamed some DC Universe Online, but uh, yeah, rest in peace, Mixer. So, all right, let's take a little bit of a break, and then let's talk about the aliens. See you guys on the other side. Alright guys, welcome back after that little bit of a break there. So let's talk about the Aliads. So the Aliads were the original quote-unquote inhabitants of Cyrodiil. They're also known as the Heartland High Elves, the Wild Elves, or the Salache. Never heard that last one before. But they were, as I, yeah, they were the first race to establish an empire in Cyrodiil and had ruled modern-day Cyrodiil for countless years, dating back to before recorded history. <clears throat> Aliadun, their language, is similar to Aldmeris, the ancient language of the Aldmer. The Aldmer were the... Or, I'm sorry, the Aliads were the original founders of the Imperial City, which they called the Temple of the Ancestors. However, their empire collapsed in early First Era, while it's believed that the Aliads remained, remain in the wilds of every province of Tamriel. Sightings have been very few, and there have been no known sightings in the Third or Fourth Eras. So, when you walk around, like the Imperial City, White Gold Tower, that was an Aliad construction. Um, a lot of the white marble looking structures those are aliad and as i mentioned earlier when you're walking around cyrodiil you don't come across dwarven ruins you come across aliad ruins and they are very distinctive in how they look they um, 
when also when you're walking around Cyrodiil, there the shrines you see, like the shrines to the divines, those are very alien looking in their constructions. So very distinctive in their architecture. You walk around um, inside a an alien ruin, and everything's made of stone. Um, their benches, their little light towers, like their their crystals. Like I said, they're very proficient in magic, and their crystals, all of their crystals, give off light. So, and Welcome Stones. Uh, if you're playing Cyrodiil or playing Oblivion, Welcome Stones will re- recharge your magic. Like they'll they'll replenish your magic, and Varla Stones will recharge all of your enchanted items so they are very high in their uh, well worth i guess you should say so (laughs) i always make sure that i've got at least one on me so i can duplicate it and if you don't know how to uh, perform the dupe glitch just google it i'm not going to get into that but (laughs) it's cheating but hey you know uh, if I need some money, if I need to recharge my weapons, there you go. So, um, much like how the ruins of the Lost Dwemer dot Hammerfell, Skyrim, Morrowind, the aliens left ruins scattered across Cyrodiil, as I mentioned, and other regions which were under the dominion of the Empire. I haven't seen them in any other region, but, well, no, I take that back. If you play uh, ESO, you'll see some too. So <clears throat> these underground cities can prove, yeah, they're, they're basically underground cities. They're uh, ruins. These underground cities can prove deadly for adventurers hiding such as da- such dangers as traps, monsters, undead, and criminals. Yeah, if you walk through uh, alien ruins, there are pressure plates. There are. Uh, Another thing, like, yeah, some of those pressure plates, they'll release uh, poisoned arrows. Some of them will unlock, uh, I guess, undead, different types of undead. They'll be hiding in a hidden room behind a, that you have to step on a pressure plate to activate it. So (laughs) they're definitely not for the faint of heart. So their cities were amazing feats of architecture ranging from small settlements to giant labyrinth-like metropolises shaped out of whitish rock. As I mentioned earlier, it kind of looks like white marble. They also seem to have a firm grasp of the magical arts, such as or magical arts, as many of their ruins contain stones filled with magical essences harvested from the sky. Yeah, see, as I mentioned, all of their lighting was provided by crystals that glow. They also developed what came to be called as the school of alteration as they were skilled in magics such as shape-shifting and levitation. As for their appearances, like all elves, they were mostly thin and lean with pointed ears, angular facial features, and complexion was lighter than that of the Dunmer. Well, obviously, because the Dunmer are like a dark gray. They didn't originally start out like that. Spoilers. I'll get into that when I talk about the Dunmer. But they were darker than the Altmer. 
they preserved many of the ancient runes of the and dawn era magics of the Ehinofe? Ehinofe, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce that. E-H-I-N-O-F-E-Y. That other elves had forgotten. The prophecies of the Mothide foretold that the alien hubris would bear bitter fruit, a warning that many apparently failed to heed, and it would be their undoing. So, if you go to the UESP article that I get all my information from, <clears throat> you'll see pictures of alien ruins, uh, kind of how I described them earlier. So the aliens began as a group of myrrh who left Somerset Isle to create splinter cultures in central and southwest Tamriel. The first left in the middle of the Merithic era after the area had been charted by Topol the pilot, who we mentioned in the Aldmer episode, and others. Or in the Dawn era, Dawn era in some cases, they left specifically to evade the structures of the Aldmeri regulation, which seems to be a common theme with all these other splinter, like elven races. They don't really care for the strict Aldmer regulations, so they're like, screw you, I'm going to go explore and settle somewhere else. So these. Aldmeri regulations forbade the worship of Daedra, which is probably a good thing, to be completely honest, because with Daedra, yeah, sometimes they'll want to help you out, but they usually require payment in return, and more often than not, it's your soul, or something else pretty severe. So they settled predominantly in Cyrodiil, and the Barsabic Aliads also had settlements in modern-day Black Marsh, which I haven't spent a lot of time in Black Marsh and ESO, to be completely honest. So I haven't come across any Aliad ruins in Black Marsh that I've seen. So I'll have to spend more time in exploring that area. The cities of Gideon and Stormhold were originally Aliad settlements whose names have been lost to history. Earliest Aldmeri accounts of the heartlands of, the, of Cyrodiil from Topol the Pilot speaks of friendly feathered birdmen who resided there. These natives disappeared from history only to re be replaced by the aliens. So that's something you don't hear about very often, are the birdmen. So maybe that's a future episode? We'll see. Far away from Alinor, Alien culture flourished. Alinor is an island in Cyrodiil, I believe. Or in uh, Somerset Isles, I believe. I'll have to... Yeah, yeah, it's an island in Somerset Isles. It's a city in the Somerset Isles. I, I apologize. So yeah, it's a city on the Isle of Somerset. So... The Iliad culture flourished when they got away from there. In the last millennium, millennium of the Merithic era, Daedric worship took hold and spread among the Harland High Elves. These cults devoted to the various Daedric princes, which had sprung up across Cyrodiil, once merely tolerated, became celebrated. Unlike the Chimer, who left, the Chimer are what eventually became the Dunmer. 
Unlike the Chimer, who left Somerset in the late Middle Merithic era, the Iliads made no distinction between good or bad Daedra. Even some of the more heinous princes received mass veneration. No, that's always nice. Like, uh, hey, let's celebrate the Moag Ball. Especially when their worship was adopted and endorsed by alien kings and aristocrats. The aliens made deals with Daedra. Yes, he, it, it's always a deal where, hey, I'll do this for you, but uh, I'm going to need something in return. <clears throat> they made deals with Daedra for more power, blessings, and other advantages. They employed entire armies of Daedra to conquer, subjugate, and enforce their rule. In the earliest Cryo-Nordic stories, easy for me to say, Shazar fought against the aliens on mankind's behalf, then vanished. And if you give me a second here, then vanished. So, uh, sorry, I lost my place there. He fought against the aliens on mankind's behalf, then vanished, presumably to go help humans elsewhere. I apologize, that was kind of embarrassing. Without his leadership, the aliens dominated. And they, ens they enslaved the men of Cyrodiil. At first, this enslavement of Nidic peoples was occasional, but eventually became more systematic, widespread in institution of their society. They eventually controlled the entirety of modern-day Cyrodiil and kept Nidic peoples there enslaved for generations. The, Il the Iliads were also said to have enslaved the beast folk, like the Argonians, the Khajiit, people like that. There are others, but you don't really see them much anymore. The example of the Nords to the north inspired the Alessian Slave Rebellion. Alessia's rebellion coincided with a civil war within the Aelid Empire, which led many to rebel against the Aelid lords, joining forces with Alessia's army and aiding her rebellion. These allies of Alessia were largely Aedra worshippers, so they worshipped the divines, not the Daedra, like, you know, Akatosh, Kenareth, people, you know, people like that. Indicating that a schism among the aliens was likely related to religious differences. Skyrim, of course, lent their help to the enslaved relatives under the alien empire, which also played a part in the aliens being overthrown. In only a year, the slave queen Alessia and her supporters had taken the White Gold Tower and founded the Alessian Empire and secured the subsequent shift in power from Myrrh to men of Tamriel. So, huh, that's what happens. You give them an inch and then they'll, they'll uh, overthrow you. The Alessian slave rebellion was devastating to the aliens. Legend says that entire settlements were slaughtered at the hands of the Lessian's champion, Pelinal Whitestrake, who I talked about earlier. Though the Aelids would continue to have a presence in Cyrodiil for several hundred years, the fall of the White Gold Tower signaled the beginning of the late Aelid period. The tower was turned into the Imperial Palace by Alessia and her descendants, and it remains so to this day. Yes, it does. You can see it from thousands of miles away. 
The Breville region was one of the very last areas to be liberated by Alessian's army. It took Alessia's forces, led by Brevilius Tassus, I don't know why that was hard to pronounce, it took him, it took four attempts to finally defeat them. In these early years, the Alessian Empire forbade the worship of Daedric princes, probably a good thing, and focused on hunting down and exterminating Daedra worshipping aliens. Aliedic, Aliedic culture lingered in the Adra worshipping city states and survived as city king I'm sorry, client kingdoms of Alessian Cyrodiil. But resentment at the continued presence of alien nobles within the empire was con- a contributing factor to the rise of the so-called Alessian order founded by Murka. Maruka. Sorry, Murka. Yeah. In first era e th- I'm sorry, first era 361 the Alessians gained control of the empire and forced the Alessian doctrines throughout its domain. The Aeliad wardships were abolished. Enforcements of this decree does not appear to have re- required much direct violence. It seems by this point, the balance of power was so overwhelmingly against them and their fate so long foreshadowed that most of the remaining Aeliads left Cyrodiil. Beginning eventually being absorbed into the elven populations of Valenwood and High Rock. <clears throat> it's speculated that the exodus of the aliens from Cyrodiil may have vastly strengthened the Dreni hegemony in High Rock, in which case the aliens and their revenge as the war with the Dreni eventually crippled the Alessian Empire and brought about its fall. The only known aliens who remain in Cyrodiil serve as mentors and tutors for the new human nobility. The last remaining kingdom of the aliens, Nenlada, was last heard of in First Era 482 at the Battle of the Clenumbria Moors. Following the battle of the so-called last king of the aliens, Lalorian Dinar, Lorian Dinar, um, I'll talk about him in a minute, was lured back to Nenalada. I don't know why that word is so hard to pronounce. And he was tricked by Molag Ball to henceforth serve as a prisoner in Cold Harbor. Where, whether Lorian Dinar's people made it through the next few centuries is unknown, but this was a significant event. The late Aeliad period was ended, and the Aeliads would never again be seen as a military or political power. It is possible that some tribes of the Aeliads may may continue to live deep within the forests of Cyrodiil, eventually into modernity. Yet most recent reported sightings are more than a thousand years old. These Aeliads, or wild elves, are at best a rarity and may not have actually survived into modern times. So let's talk a little bit about their culture here. Um, We've talked a lot about it. Uh, They were very magic based. So their society was an alliance of kingdoms united under one empire, which ultimately ended in first era 243 with the death of their champion, Umaril the Unfeathered. I mentioned him earlier also. He was basically the main antagonist of the Knights of the Nine 
uh, DLC with with uh, Oblivion. So, uh, you see a lot of their armor, even remaining to this day in Elder Scrolls games. It's very distinctive. Their helmets have the little spiraling spikes coming out the top of it, like the forehead part. So, they frequently adorn themselves also with feathers and magical beads, and they have, they're said to be obsessed with the number of eight, with the number eight which may have been why the pantheon St. Alessia created was made of eight divines. So, um, most humans at least agree that the aliens fall from power, if not extinction, is for the better, as the portrayal of them passed down by their former slave masters were us not kind. I can imagine. <laughs> Somebody enslaves me, I'm not going to think very highly of them. So, um... Yeah, they, that I mean, they love their magic. They love their pretty enchanted stuff. So um, you also, if you go to the UESP article, you get to see a picture of uh, an alien queen named Pelolil, P-A-L-O-L-E-L. But um, the picture that I'm going to post once I... Um, up once I post this episode, the picture I'm going to post on social media is going to be of Lolorian Dinar. So if you play ESO, and this is one thing I just love about ESO, since it takes place fairly early on in the second era, second era 582, you get to see a lot of races that have since gone extinct, including the aliens. So toward the end of the main quest line in um, ESO and this this may be spoilers but not really you invade Cold Harbor you take a group of people with you you invade Cold Harbor and you actually get to meet Lalori and Dinar and you get to interact with them that was really cool because up until that point the aliens were, were a group of people that I'd heard a lot about and I've explored countless alien ruins in Oblivion, but I'd never got to see one in person, quote unquote. Um, so you get to see a lot of races, like I said. You get to see, you get to fight against the Maormer, the Sea Elves. You get to meet a Kothringi group of people, which I never, I still haven't done that. I need to do that. But yeah, you get to meet the Kothringi, the silver skinned men. Um, you get to yeah, you get to meet aliens. So I I swear I'm not sponsored by the by Bethesda, but um, I can't say enough good things about ESO. Some people may not like it, but if you're a lore junkie like me, take me go play it. Go play it now, even without any of the expansions or like the DLC or the chapters. It's worth playing. Now the chapters just add even more the subscription service gives you all of the dlc not the chapters but the dlc gives you an unlimited like an infinite amount of space in a crafting bag that's separate from your regular inventory so um yeah i think that's that's about it um as i mentioned they 
you know, they worshipped Daedra. They worshipped the, you know, some of them worshipped the divines. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, for all I know, uh, with my information that I have, Lalorian Dinar was actually the last of the aliens. He he was at least the last king of the aliens, if not the last surviving alien by second era 582 i would imagine he's probably the last one so now all that's left are their underground cities and statues and towers so it was the end of a once great and powerful society so anyway um as I hinted in the last episode with the next one, we'll, we'll get into the group of people who took over Cyrodiil, the Imperials. So whether or not they're actually a separate race or whether they're just a culture, we'll, we'll get into that. So if you'd like to get a hold of me, oh, also I should say thank you once again to the hive for sponsoring this show and for promoting it on social media. Um, if you would like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Tamriel P Instagram at Tamriel adventures. And if you would like to send me an email because you're shy and don't want to make your voice public, you can do so at Tamriel adventures podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitch, where I stream quite a few days of the week. Um, there's also a backlog of past videos, which says something Mixer does not do, or didn't do, I should say, since they're leaving us. Um, find my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash sulior, S-U-L-I-O-R-E. And uh, you can find, please rate and review um, this show on Apple Podcasts. It helps get eyeballs on this show um you can find me in game in eso um i play on the pc north america server at ee gold i play on xbox at sulior and yeah um be careful when you go into alien ruins because you never know what kind of undead or magical traps you're gonna find so until next time Stay safe, adventurers.